And we're live. Cool, man. It's been a while since we've done one of these, huh? Yes, sir. It's been a bit, but we have a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Where do you want to start, man? You want to start talking about the uh, the upcoming fight card? You want to start talking about the 35-pound division and what the next fight looks like for that? What do you, what do you want to start, man? I got a whole bunch of talking notes. Why don't we go ahead and start back at the uh, Khabib? Let's go bring it back a little back that way. Okay. Khabib? versus Gaethje, huh? Yeah. What a what a buildup, right? What a buildup. And I, I kind of feel like I was let down a little bit. I was too. I, I mean, I, it just shows how good Khabib is. But, I mean, Gaethje, I, I honestly thought Gaethje would have been the guy that dethrones Khabib. A lot of people did, man. That's why it's very intriguing fighting. He hit him with some big shots, it seemed. Yeah, Khabib just walked him down. No, he, he wore him. Dude, not only that, right, you talk about a broken foot, and apparently he had, like, a really, really bad case of, like, pneumonia or something. He, Khabib was not 100% Khabib, which is even crazier. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely just, it's crazy how good he is that he made Gaethje look like that. Gaethje was gun-shy. He was tentative. He did not want to throw. He did, man, especially with that. He, he, he threw maybe like two or three good leg kicks. And then after that, Khabib was doing a really good job of closing that distance off and making it a phone booth fight, which going backwards in a phone book is not good for Gaethje. Yeah, I'm surprised Khabib just wore those leg kicks, too. I mean, he felt them. You could yeah. definitely that was like the first time we've ever seen Khabib, like not worry about something, but just actually take something and it affect him. Yeah. And all this, pretty uh, intense. yeah, I was going to say all this talk of him coming back. I, I don't think so, man. I think that was, I like to think that was it, dude. I like to think it was, uh, it was him. Now, where, where do you feel he, he lies in that goat conversation? Um, I, I think that there is a, like an argument to say Habib is the goat because he's not only been dominant, he's never had a defeat. And I just feel like if there was a Habib at every weight, that Khabib would win every weight class. Yeah, I th- I think that's very very true. I mean, I guess the other side of that coin is John Jones, right? And how he is arguably undefeated in his weight class. He has been touched, and there's been a few controversial decisions as of late. But earlier on in his career, prior to the PEDs and the drunk driving and the standing on one leg, crying for his life to the cops. Uh, he was, he was that guy, man. He was that son of a bitch. And now he's going up to, to heavyweight and, uh, and, and so trying to there. Yeah. And he looks thick as fuck, man. But, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I like, I like the Khabib argument considering how stacked that 55 division is, but I thought it was rude of John Jones to take the shine away from Khabib. He should have let it that that moment belong to Khabib. Yeah, I I mean that was a little bit of selfish at Jones, and but I mean selfishness has got him where he is as, in terms of being a champion. Yeah, um, and he's he's stayed I mean, relevant too. Even thinking about it, he hasn't fought in like how many years? Was here like is my yeah. here's my whole take on Khabib versus Jones in that regard mm-hmm. is. Khabib has lost what one round his entire career, and especially in the UFC. And oh yeah, yeah. Even in that one loss round, he finished a guy. All right, yeah. it was Connor. Mm-hmm. So John Jones has lost several rounds in his last few fights, and that could be age catching up to him. But still, yeah. When you compare, like a, uh, I think Khabib fought sixty rounds and won fifty nine of them, basically. And John Jones has had two controversial decisions in a row. He's had lackluster performances like mm-hmm. against, uh, I think ever since he came back and fought OSP, he just hasn't looked good. Uh, with the exception of the Alexander Gustafson fight. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. But outside of that, you are absolutely correct. He is, uh, he has looked mortal. Yeah. And Khabib never has. Yeah. And that's in terms of the dominance and I, and facing division against division, I think currently the top 10 of the lightweights are a much more talent like a much more stacked talent pool than the top 10 of the light heavyweights no i agree man i i agree completely in the um i think you kind of touched on it a little bit but somebody else mentioned that if habib was fighting at 205 and it was the same guy he would probably maul john jones 
Yeah, but it's it's also like we never have seen a guy do anything to Jones and like even in terms of wrestling, like Daniel Cormier, I think he got John Jones down once, no, twice in his fights. True. Yeah, yeah. But it's like so John Jones has never looked bad when he wrestles. Now when he is standing there striking and not wrestling, he looked vulnerable. But Khabib, very good. We've point. never seen a guy like two hundred five, like a Khabib, just constant pressure, just is going to get that takedown regardless of what's yeah. coming his way. Like doesn't care if he's getting hit with anything. He's still going to come forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's under that beard, if it's granite or something, but he, he just, he, he has no fear of coming forward from anyone. What was that quote in snatch when they were talking about the, uh, the Russian where they said he's as hard as the sickle and the hammer that's on yeah. that flag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Khabib is just, I, I think he's the goat. I think John Joe's in second. I mean, there's an argument for one and two with him, but I think personally, I think Khabib is going to be the most dominant fighter the UFC has ever seen. Yeah, I could agree with that. But at the same time, skill versus skill, I think John Jones is way more overall skilled. Yeah, absolutely, especially in the striking. I've heard that I've heard that we've kind of seen it in glimpses, but haven't really seen it to the tune of a, of a full war. But we've seen we've seen Khabib's boxing, right? And it's 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 competent. I would say it's it's very competent. Right? It's but, sloppy, and it's based off of his takedowns. Mm-hmm. But John, John is diverse, and he's very creative, and he's very ballsy. So he takes risks with a lot of his strikes, and fortunately for him, it paid off like when it needed to pay off. Yeah, I mean, so, I, we've never. How many times has John Jones actually knocked somebody out? There's Daniel Cormier. Um. Yeah, Daniel Cormier with the head kick. Uh huh. Right, and then uh, he's TKO'd Brandon Vera. Yes, he did. But that was like he he hit Brandon Vera with an elbow from the guard or something, right? And broke it his shattered orbital. his orbital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a pure TKO. I, I don't think he's ever pure TKO'd anybody or pure KO KO'd anybody. Yeah. He sl- so I mean, I get- he, he he submitted quite a few people. Yeah. So I'm guessing, and what I'm trying to get at is like his grappling like Khabib is just his bread and butter and he uses his striking to get there, which would have made him more dominant. But John Jones has decided for whatever reason, his last few fights that he would not like to wrestle. Like, even though I think John Jones at like between him or Khabib, I think one of them has the best wrestling we'll ever see in MMA. Yeah. I mean, especially considering the length that John Jones has too. And he's able to just grab any part of that limb and just suck it in. Well, it's, it's not, it's just, it's also the diversity of attacks. Like, early in his career he was doing a lot of like like greco-roman throws and everything and it's it's like he doesn't do that anymore and he usually will just go for a single and get somebody wonder, down but i wonder what what that is and what changed that probably just fell in love with his striking yeah maybe or, or maybe he's just one of those people he feels like you know what i'm going to beat you at your own game could be or it could be like gaichi and he doesn't like wrestling yeah like i i uh I think, I think a mentality thing, I think it is, this is just my opinion, but I think that it is a, I'm going to beat you at your own game type situation. He out wrestles Cormier because he hangs his hat on that all the time where he talks about, I took you down seven times. You took me down once. Right. And mm-hmm. then against Tiago and against Dominic Reyes, he, he tries to outstrike him. Didn't once go for a takedown. I think an OSP, he tried to outstrike him too, but I don't know. Maybe it's just a mixture of everything, but I, that's, that's one of the reasons I think. Um, yeah, then he submits Leota Machida, black belt. Mm-hmm. He submitted Vitor, right? Yeah, he submitted Vitor. After Vitor caught him in that nasty arm bar. Yeah, he got Vitor with the one in Americana. Yeah. Yeah. Then he ended up uh he ended up subbing Rampage shortly after, but it was the uh it was a triangle. Remember that? No, it was rear naked. Yeah, it was a, that's right, that's right. But at the end of the first round, he, he did went for a jumping. A yeah, flying he triangle. Was a flying triangle and he almost had it had it had there not been it more time. Yeah. We watched that fight when we were in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, at Cabo Wabo. Yeah. I remember that, man. I remember that distinctly. Yeah, I was so, so pissed. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I was, I was just pissed that John Jones ended up winning against Vitor because I thought Vitor was going to rattle his cage. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought a lot of people were going to rattle his cage, and he's come back and just set it straight. I'm glad. I'm, I'm not glad, but I am that Khabib is retired in the sense that it gives new life to the division. Like more oh, movements can be made. No, I agree, man. And uh, speaking of which, let's talk about that fight that just got signed yesterday officially. 
Connor yeah. versus Poirier too. I think it's going to be a good fight. Poirier, I feel like in the time that they've since fought, Poirier has improved leaps and bounds more right. than what Connor I has. A hundred percent agree. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Poirier ends up submitting Connor. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a possibility. Or Connor could starch him again. Yeah. Or who knows? I mean, Poirier's got some power. I tell you what, if this goes five rounds, this is going to be one of the greatest fights of all time. I feel like every fight with Poirier that goes five rounds is the greatest fight of all time. Oh man, I I couldn't agree more. Poirier is, it's that chin. It's that chin and that willingness to take and give that makes him, and he's clean, man. Like his striking, like when he hits a good shot, like it's a beautiful thing. Like he is very, very competent. And I, I think what I've heard, stop me if you've heard different, but I heard that Connor took this fight because he wants to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao after, and that uh, Dustin Poirier is a really good southpaw, arguably the best boxer in uh, in the fifty five pound division. Okay, and uh, I, I haven't it, heard that. Yeah, and I I think I heard that Connor had actually uh, put his stamp on it. That yes, that is correct. That is the reason why I want to fight him and then fight Manny after. Well, then I hope Connor gets starched. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Manny starch him, but just like, that seems like he's overlooking Poirier at that point. That's not cool. Kind of, but he's also kind of gauging his, like, cause that, you know, that Manny Pacquiao fight's not signed. Right. So it's just, yeah, it's all speculatory. They both kind of want it, but I think he's just gauging how he's going to do against the Southpaw. Yeah, that could be. Um, cause I, uh, Hey, I'm excited. Mayweather, I mean, Oh, I was going to say, uh, so sorry. May, uh, Mayweather, that was something that Mayweather used to do too. He would take a, like a jabroni fight somebody that was like a Southpaw or something or a different style that would match up against somebody that was like a big style that, or a big name that he was set to fight. Like he took how many Southpaws before he fought Manny Pacquiao? You know? uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, there was a few, there was a few that he took before fighting Manny. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, go back to what are we talking about? Poirier Connor, Poirier Connor, man, five rounds. I mean, Poirier arguably is one of my favorite fighters. Um, and uh, in every one of his fights, win or lose, that man puts it out there. Now, I would feel absolutely robbed if this ended in the first first round the same way it, the first fight ended. Yeah, I, I want to see at least three rounds out of this. Like yeah. three competitive rounds. Oh, man, because you just, you just think of maybe uh, Dustin Poirier's last four or five fights outside of the Khabib fight. And he has put on some amazing him versus Eddie Alvarez one and two, him versus Gaethje, him versus Dan freaking Hooker, like dude, those like I still have the Dan Hooker versus him recorded and I still watch it, like that's the type of fights that that guy brings. He just he's got that I don't give a shit attitude. I'm gonna come forward. I'm gonna get hit. I might get knocked out, but if I don't, I'm still gonna keep coming forward. Yeah, and we saw that in the Hooker fight. Like Hooker was landing heavy. Yeah, he was landing heavier. Yeah, and he would just sit there and he'd kind of shake it off. Like, damn, why did I get hit by that? You know. But his, uh, he's he's good, man. He is good. And yeah, I, I, I mean, people sleep on his ground game because we oh, forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, we because we didn't need to because we're, we're so busy watching him. You know, we're, we're watching him the uh, box and like it's it's his boxing. Like I, I've said it a million times, a beautiful boxing, such a beautiful box. Just a beautiful boxer. He's got that southpaw stance yeah. that he throws that straight, just so beautiful down the middle. But uh, I mean, Connor's boxing is amazing too. Yeah, I mean, he's good. But Connor, like, he's overall striking good. Mm-hmm. And I've I've actually like watching Connor fight Khabib or uh, watching Khabib fight Gaethje, watching Khabib fight Poirier. It's just amazing how well Connor did. Like yeah. in retrospect, like you remember to them. Yeah, you remember that first round when uh, Khabib really had to work for that takedown? Yeah, he ate a knee for coming in too. Like, Connor timed it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, uh, Connor. Connor's a smart guy, man. So, he's always got a, a something else up his sleeve, like that Cerrone shoulder that he did. Yeah. Like, where he leaped into it? Like, dude. Uh, that, nope. that broke my heart. Yeah, man. Broke my heart too. I thought it broke his jaw. But, um, yeah. So, outside of that fight too. We also are potentially getting Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler. Is that going to happen? I mean, I know that like 
Michael Chandler or Tony was calling Michael Chandler out. Yeah. So this something, the way the story goes or the way the timeline is, is Chandler was calling out Tony Ferguson for quite some time. Right. Tony Ferguson finally said, I'll fight on December 12th. By that time, apparently Michael Chandler had something locked up. So then Tony Ferguson came back, said, oh, something along the lines of like, you're bitching out or something. I called UFC and they said you had something lined up. If you want to fight me, quit playing games or something and fight me December 12th. And then uh, Justin Gaethje said, no, why don't we make it uh, January 20th? Because I think he wants to be the undercard on the Conor Poirier fight. Okay, that makes sense. It's a big card. A lot oh, of yeah. exposure. Oh, man. Like, it, I think we've talked about this before. And, uh, and one thing that Connor brings is he brings a different type of energy to his fights. His fight cards mean a little bit more for whatever reason. I mean, it's probably because of the Irish people. But for the most part, like, it's a different energy when Connor fights. Yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's not just his Irish fans. It's Connor has developed such a fan base around. He's just because he's a shit talker and he yeah, backs it up. And oh, and he's, like and he's polarizing, right? Yeah. Like just anywhere, like he's, he, in a sense, he's actually, no, no, I will say this. He's bigger than the sport of mixed martial arts. Uh, yeah, I could say that. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I could see it if somebody were to say that, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. true. I mean, he's, he's, he's left the sport in yeah. terms of like his popularity. Exactly. And you know, he's got his, he's got his whiskey line and stuff and he's sitting on a fat check. Right. But, uh, the man's a born fighter, dude. So we'll see, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, when he does fight Poirier, man, but that's something I'm excited about, but going back to Fergan Chandler. So if that goes down and that's on the undercard, Ooh, man, yeah, that's a hell of a card. That's a hell of a fight too, man. Right. So <clears throat> I was thinking about this. Okay. So if we have Connor Poirier, Mm-hmm. And let's just say we have Chandler Ferguson tied up. Mm-hmm. I maybe we can see RDA and Dan Hooker. RDA is coming off the win. Dan Hooker's coming off the loss. Of course. Yeah. We, we still but have. Where does that put Gagey? Oh, I was going to say Oliveira is still looking for a fight. That I don't think. true. It, and yeah. he's quietly climbing. Yeah. He's, he's won like how many in a row? Dude? Like seven in a row or something? Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. I mean, yeah. he's good he's like he's number so good oh dude du bronx du bronx is like 26 or 27 right he's young yeah and he's got like close to 40 fights right yeah he's, and a he's, lot of them are submissions yeah submissions knockouts like he's very diverse i would like to see him and dan hooker fight but i think he is fighting next week maybe against um he's fighting benil dariush oh really yeah, yeah. Um, well then, we'll see what happens there. I mean, I could see Oh, Oliveira pulled out. So he was scheduled to fight October 4th uh against Benil Dariush. Oliveira pulled out early September and he they haven't said whether or not Dariush is still going to be on the card, but Oh, okay, I think, okay. I don't think the fight's going on right now. Oh, okay. Well, he's free. Dan Hooker's free. I think that's a good fight. Um. Yeah, I don't know where that leaves Gates G. Well, what if we do Dan Hooker uh, either against, since Oliveira still hasn't, we don't know about his injury, we could do Oliveira Benil Dariush or RDA Benil Dariush. Well, well they what? train at the same place, don't they? Here we go, here we go. Let's go, let's go with Islam Makhchaev. Okay. Versus um, Mr. Charles, Charles Oliveira. Ooh. Okay. okay. Uh, then we can go with the Ferg Chandler. Actually, I don't know. Actually, what I would do is I would go, I would go Ferg Hooker is where I'll go. I'd go Ferg Hooker, both coming off of losses. Okay. And then I would go Chandler Gage Okay. You know who we are missing from these talks? Who? Gregor Gillespie and Kevin Lee. Ah. Lee's lost quite a few of his last fights. I think he's like one in three in his last four. He is. He lost to Ikinta, Dos Anjos, and then he lost to, he beat Gillespie with that yeah. beautiful knockout. Head kick, and then he yeah. lost to Oliveira. Yeah. And I think but he's still like a perennial, like he's one or two fights away from really always coming back. Yeah. It, it, he's just a, 
for me to have him fight like one of those top names in that division, he he just has to do something else. I mean, maybe he could rematch Ayakinta. I don't know, because Ayakinta's looking for a fight still, and I don't think he deserves any of those guys. Um, Maybe Ayakinta Gillespie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, but Gillespie, I don't even know when Gillespie's... That head kick was so bad. He's still out. Yeah, I think he, like he he's still out. That wasn't this. What was that? January. Yeah, might have been January, man. Yeah, and he is still out. So I don't. I think I think his his team is like, hey, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this reset a little slower this time. Like we're not gonna jump at a Kevin Lee, I, even though everybody thought he was gonna beat Kevin Lee. Fun fact about Gregor Gillespie. Now that I'm looking up his stuff. So he's obviously a four-time All-American, one-time national champion. His senior year, when he was his senior year in 2009, he placed fourth, right? Good. It's amazing. Yeah. In that time, he lost to Jordan Burroughs, and then, he, and then his next match, he beat Michael Chandler. He actually dominated Michael Chandler. Wow. Yeah. But Jordan Burroughs dominated him. Yeah, Which yeah. goes without saying. So, um, yeah, I just, both of those guys, those names don't, I, I don't think they should get anybody. I mean, Benil Dariush maybe, but I don't think any of those guys should get any, anybody with clout. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of, it goes back to my saying is the 155 division is so deep mm-hmm. that the bottom five of the top 10 or even just the top 15 is just so good. Yeah. And it's sad because the top 15 in the UFC is like the top 15 in Bellator too. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of like Patricky, uh, whoever the, the 55 pound uh, pit bull is, whoever, whoever Patricio. that guy is. Yeah. But outside of that, it's like a very, very weak division. I agree. Um, like sadly weak. Yeah. They have, they have a lot of stars. That are not UFC like expats, but mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of just the UFC's like retirement home sometimes. It is, it is. Which is good for them because like like uh Benson Henderson, they can use him as like a a good measuring stick of how their fighters are. It's and like just, they can yeah. say, like, oh, you know, former UFC Benson Henderson is either winning or losing. Either way, our fighters are his caliber. Oh yeah, no, he he just lost the other day to Jason Jackson. Okay, so he lost yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he went up to welterweight, took the fight on short notice, apparently, but... Just... Oh, this was a welterweight fight? Yeah. He just needs to yeah. stop at welterweight, man. And so, um, he's, he's like the only recognized... I mean, Marcin Held, I think, is back over there. But there's really yeah, but, no names Marcin, at 55. Oh, oh, Marcin oh. Held Roger was Huerta. a... Yeah. yeah. Marcin Held was a Bellator product before he was a UFC product, though. Yeah, and then he got dominated in the USC. He went back to Bellator. Yep. So it's just uh, it, it just goes to show I don't really Dave Rickles, uh Sawad, uh, uh Sadawad. Yeah, Sadawad. You know, those are some names that I recognize because I watch mixed martial arts. Rick Hahn. Yeah, Rick Hahn. <clears throat> Isn't he like the uh, gold medalist judoka or something? I don't know about gold medalist, but he was like a very high level judoka, but Again, that just speaks to Bellator stuff that like their their top fighters are either like one or two of their own guys and then UFC fighters who left. Yeah. Oh man, so they do have some very intriguing big names, but <laughs> like a lot of their stars maybe they feed them to somebody too fast and they ends up knocking their shine. Like Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico like you're talking about like ridiculous talents everywhere. Right. Here's like a, he's like a junior national champion in wrestling. Right. You're talking about a, a junior gold gloves boxer. Actually, I don't think he was junior gold gloves boxer or anything, but he's going, he's going rounds with Manny Pacquiao. And Freddie Roach is saying that, Hey, he could go straight into boxing and becoming a boxing world champion. If he wants to, like we're talking about that type of level of a commitment and B talent. Right. And he works his ass off. Like that guy works his ass off. But man, but that, that for shit. Every Mayor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but for every Aaron Pico that the Bellator produces, like they can only hold on to him for so long before he's just going to decide to make the move to the UFC. Yeah. And that, part of that's their talent pool, too. That's why Chandler left. 
Yeah, but it's also like for every Aaron Pico or Michael Chandler, like a Bellator race product, you have, you know, 15 other guys that like wouldn't be in the top 10 of the UFC. Uh, easily. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But yeah, going back to like the whole, like you think about MVP and when they put him against Lima, Lima showed people that this guy's not a real mixed martial artist. He, he hurt, he hurt Lima, right? He hit him with an overhand. Lima got staggered. But then Lima came back and as. MVP was darting in. He gave him a leg kick, chopped out that front lead leg, caused him to topple on his front side elbow. And then as he was getting up, he gave him an uppercut and flatlined him. He looked like a fish. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was so satisfying to watch. Oh, I agree. I agree. But that was one of the stars that they were building, you know, and they were also building Aaron Pico and both guys. They got knocked out in devastating fashion. So they, they, they do a really, I think they do a shitty job of promoting people. Yeah, hey, it's but they they have to do it because if they go the slow route, these guys won't ever really be stars. That's true. That's true. Like Raymond Daniels is forty one, and he deserves to have that sh- that spotlight on him. Yeah, Even hey, though, you know he he's really good, but except for those two nut kicks, I feel bad for that guy. Oh God, dude, that was the worst I've ever seen. All right, so going back, we're going back. Uh, the 55 pound division UFC deep, right? It's, uh, there still hasn't been any fights called for Oliveira, for Islam, for RDA and for Justin Gaethje just yet. So hopefully they can get lined up soon. Right. Did you say Darius in that? I didn't say, I don't really, I don't know why I feel like a dick for not including Darius, but. Sometimes I, I don't just think he's going to be a champion. I don't think so either. It's like, you know, he comes in with a big name cause he's got that uh, high profile grappling. Right. But uh, he just is like, he gets knocked out by guys who have superior striking. Okay. Let's go. Darius and RDA or not RDA. Um, do Bronx. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll go RDA. <clears throat> let's go. Uh, let's go RDA. RDA Islam. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the fight that was supposed to happen. Yeah, let's go back to RDA Islam. Um, the hooker. Where do we leave hooker? Hooker, Fergie? No, I think Ferguson gets someone better. Chandler, you think? Probably. I don't think, I mean, it would be a fun fight, but I think Chandler and Ar- and Ferguson are going to be the, the one that tied up. So what, I still don't know where that leads Gaith G. Uh, I mean, he didn't get knocked out, so he shouldn't be out that long. Maybe no, he wants to take a year off because he fought, he fought a bit this year. I mean, what did he do? He fought Ferguson and then he fought Khabib. Yeah. What, what he said at the post, the post interview is, Hey, I'm so glad that I didn't get knocked out and I got choked out, which means I could start training again. Cause I want to fight before the year is up. Oh yeah. He's not going to fight before the year's up. Yeah. Unless like <clears throat> he might, you know he what? fights at 170 if somebody fought, drops out. Yeah. But I was just thinking, he might end up on that Connor card. Possibly, but I mean, again, who who is? Yeah, against who? But okay, so we'll just we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll pencil in Gaethje for that, right? With a question mark. Yeah, he might Gaethje might get like the winner of oh my Connor. <clears throat> yeah, he might wait. He might be waiting to get the winner of Connor and Poirier. We forgot about Paul Felder in this mix. <sighs> Did we though? Against non wrestlers, <laughs> can can I get can I get Felder Hooker three? Did they fight once before? I thought they fought twice before. I think you mean Barboza Hooker. Mm, uh, no, no, no. Hooker Hooker and Felder fought. Yeah, they fought once. I just don't know if they fought twice. Oh, oh, oh. Well, then can we get a rematch? I'd be okay with a rematch. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they only fought once. I and like I thought it was a fight that Felder won. You know, and uh, a lot of people did too. But I think I think that this fight, because remember it was supposed to be like one, he's like, okay, I'm retired. And then he takes the RDA fight, right? And uh, and after his post-fight interview, he was like, I've got this fire reignited in me again. Like, yeah. I am, I am ready to go. And, you know, when people talk about levels to this, like, you saw it right then and there, right? Felder is fucking incredible. He's a world-class fighter, right? He hasn't really trained any MMA from what we know. He's been training for a triathlon, right? But 
he went in there against RDA, and RDA pretty much had his way with him in terms of the grappling. Which, yeah, again, there's levels to this. And if you're not training specifically for that, then you're going to get trapped one way or another. But, I mean, big ups to him for, for taking that fight on short notice. Five days, incredible. He's a beautiful human being. Yeah, but here's the thing is this is what RDA's first fight in, Back in light, lightweight from mm-hmm. to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight fights at welterweight. <clears throat> but before that fight, he what lost to Tony Ferguson and then lost to Eddie Alvarez. That was it. Before that, you know, he took out Jason High, Ben Henderson, Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Pettis yep. Brony. Yeah. Goes all the way back up into his loss with Khabib. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he was touch and go with Welterweight. I mean, he submitted Neil Magny, which is a huge feather in his cap. Oh, he yeah. beat Robbie Lawler. Then he lost to Colby and Kumaru. That's, then he lost to Michael or Leon Edwards and Michael Chiesa, which that Chiesa fight, I was very impressed with Chiesa. Yeah. He, he, he out RDA RDA. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he's but, just a bigger version of RDA also. But that's crazy that Kiesa is that big and that strong. And he was at lightweight. I know. I know. He was probably killing himself to get down there. Yeah, but, you know, we have RDA back in the lightweight mix. And that's, that's even more beneficial because we just have such a deep pool. Yeah, you, you're talking about a former champion that is kind of the quote-unquote gatekeeper. But he's still yeah, I mean, incredibly talented. I, I honestly think RDA could still win the title at 155. It's that's that kind of division where it's like everyone there is like a fight or two away from a title shot and winning. Yeah, could be, man. I, I just uh, I think my feelings on RDA is he's just a little bit older than he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And part of his uh, part of his stuff was like that nonstop motor and that speed. At 170, you could get away with it because some of the guys are a little slower and he was a lot smaller than some of the guys. But at 55, I think he's going to have a problem dealing with some of the speed, especially with some of the younger guys. Yeah, I mean, we'll Actually, see. You know what, though? As I say younger guys, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I think those guys in the top, with the exception of like Dan Hooker, Islam, DeBronx, like a lot of those guys in that weight class are about his age, like anywhere from like 32 to 35. Where's he? Is he 38, though? He's 36. 30, okay, so he's, he's kind of right up in there, too. And Islam's 29. So, yeah. I mean, they're all going to be in their, like, late, like, the, the top 10 are going to be in their late 20s, early to mid 30s, because that's kind of like... Just general peak season. Prime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him against, like, a hooker or do Bronx or something. Yeah. Or back to Islam, just somebody that's like just chipping away at that top five. Yeah, I mean we have Islam, which is a that's the fight that should have happened. So hopefully they get that, make that again. So that'll free up Islam and RDA. So then we can start making other. You listening, Dana? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you the one? <laughs> yeah, the one or two. <laughs> so I mean, moving on from that, what else do we got on our talking points? We got Mike Perry. Mike Perry missing weight by what five pounds? Oh, it was yeah, it was something silly. And and uh, and I remember a couple weeks ago he was tweeting at Ruthless. Do you remember that Robbie Lawler tweets where he was like, "Robbie, how's the weight cutting going? I haven't really been training. I've just been like playing video games or something, something along those lines." And at that time he was like, I think he was like plus twenty five. Yeah, yeah, plus twenty. I don't know. It, it it was a big cut, but uh, yeah, he missed weight. I feel bad because he's going to knock out Tim Means with that extra weight. Even though Tim, you think that's going to make a difference? I think so, man. Because he didn't have to kill. He didn't have to kill himself for a cut. Even though he says like, "I was killing myself for the cut." Like, really, seven pounds? Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. That's on weigh-in day. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think it does. Tim's been in some wars. The Dirty Bird has been in some absolute slugfest. So I I don't know. I think I think it's just one of those things where it's like, damn you, Mike Perry damn you speaking of damn you the ufc books anthony hernandez versus Rodolfo vieira for january 16th who's anthony hernandez don't know he's about to get eaten alive though yeah did you see Adolfo's last fight uh i think we did i didn't see it i don't think i saw it i ended up seeing like the, he won i want to say via submission but he got cracked i think 
Uh, yeah, he's he's undefeated. He won via arm triangle. This was March seventh, so he hasn't fought since March. Yeah, he got cracked. Who was he fighting? Who did he fight uh, last? Time? I can't say his name. Sapar Saparbek Savarov. Oh no, you did a fantastic job saying his name. <laughs> and then the that guy before sup- Oscar Piachota. You did a superb job. Yeah, but. Uh yeah, I mean that's gonna be a good fight in a month or less than a month, so that's good. Yeah, that's a good one, man. And then you got uh you got uh UFC two fifty four. You got Figueroa versus Perez on the main card. UFC two fifty four or I'm sorry two fifty five two fifty five. Yes, sir. Yeah. Did you know that uh Bellator's like at two two thirty five right now? Well, they had an event every week. Yeah, so I wonder when they're going to catch up to the UFC. I mean. Yeah, there was a time where Bellator had fights. They, I mean, now they do, but there was a time where they didn't, which was short-lived. But they, yeah, they had fights every single week. Yeah. It was weird how Bellator did it because they did it in seasons. Remember back then when it was like Eddie Alvarez was in there and they would do yeah. like, oh, this is the lightweight season. Yeah, it was. I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of, but I don't even know like who the, the champs are at this point. It's, it's They have a weird structure. <laughs> Yeah, but the belt moves. It's like someone's a champ, and then there's a tournament. And I did they take the belt away? Did they, what happens? I don't yeah. know. So they they sometimes they they uh, break away from their tournament format, and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. It's really weird. They give a they give a million dollars still though, just like the PFL. Oh, do they? Yeah. Where so if you win your bracket, you get a million bucks. But yeah, hey, good like, for them. Yeah, like AJ McKee, man. That 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 dude's a stud, man. Forty five. It's going to be an interesting fight against him and Pitbull. It's going to be fun. But. Yeah, also 255, we have <clears throat> Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya, which it's going to be another possibly Shev- a Valentina knockout. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Caitlin Chukagan. Against, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, against uh, Cynthia Calvillo. Yep. Is she still training over at uh, Alpha Male, or did she switch camps? Um, AKA. Oh, wow. Yeah, she, so it just down the road, I guess, basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. I wonder what that, what prompted that switch. But, uh, yeah. just moved. <laughs> we, also, we also have Perry versus Tim Means. Perry, Tim Means, Shogun, Paul Craig. Shogun and Paul Craig. Yeah. Then Which, we what got, what are they looking like right now? Because Paul Craig's on, he's coming off of a fight, off of, I cannot say his name, but he had a draw against Shogun two fights before this. Yeah. Shogun is coming off of a win over uh, Lil Nog. Ah, which is... The fact that they're still both fighting, I'm like, just please, Shogun, just hang it up, please. Like he just... So the crazy thing, we're talking about age. Shogun's only 38. Oh, I know. You want to like, talk that's, to... He's not that old. But his body but feels fit. Yeah. Like, it's like he's been fighting for a hundred years now. Well, we've been watching him fight since he's been like 19. Yeah. Um, but that'll be an entertaining fight. Yeah. Where, where does Shogun fall in the rankings? I mean, he's That's probably like saying. number, he's like number 10, maybe. And that goes back to my whole thing about how weak the 205 is. Oh yeah, dude. Like he is, let's see. Okay. So Shogun's 14th. Oof. But who's 14th in the lightweight? I don't. I, can you name 14 lightweights? Um, let's see. Lightweight 14th, Gregor Gillespie. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's just different. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't know. It needs more life in that division. But I think and it's like have, I think every. I was gonna say every 205 division. I can't. There's not a good 205 division anywhere. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I, it used to be. Yeah. Like, Man, but I, it's not a money division anymore. Maybe that's why Jones left. Maybe, but now we have also on that card we have Antonina Shevchenko. Oh, against against Ariana Lipsky, dude. You know who Ariana Lipsky is? The queen of violence, of course. The violence queen, dude. Did you see what she did in her last fight? Uh, it was that knee bar, right? Oh, or- dude. <clears throat> That poor lady. I think Ariane Lipsky, this has nothing to do with fight news, but she is probably the prettiest fighter 
on the roster. She might like, be. Yeah. I, I might say Tracy Cortez. I have to look her up, but like Ariane Lipsy comes to fight. Yeah, I, dude. And I don't think Antonina is going to, she's no. not as good as her sister. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, she might get submitted. And you know what's funny about Lipsky is uh, I had no idea Lipsky was Brazilian. Oh, really? Dude, she speaks like every time you see her, she's just fluent Portuguese. Like, that's it. And I was, that's why I was shocked. I'm like, what? Lipsky? Really? Oh, Polish you didn't know that? Brazil? Yeah. I know. You're like, come on, dude. They're from Curitiba with that last name. Yeah. Um. See, so yeah, this, this fight eh, with, with a better headliner main event. Yeah. Headliner. Yeah. But it's just not, personally, I would not buy this card. Like, unless you just really want to watch a fight. I think that's, I think I'm in that mindset where I think I just want to watch a fight. So I think I might just end up ordering it. Um, I, I kind of want to just watch Mike Perry and Tim Means. I mean, that's one of them. But I do want to see, I'm very intrigued about Figueredo because if Figueredo really is the, the, the deal that they're saying he is, he could possibly bring life to the 125-pound division. Like, you're going to have guys at 35 wanting to come down and fight him. I, I mean, you already saw it, right, with Cody Garbrandt. But I think that was just Cody wanting to take an easy way to a title. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how exciting 125 can always be. I mean, Figueredo's good, but it's going to be like, I feel like he is Henan Barrow of 125. Yeah, but at least, at least he could have other guys from 35 that carry big names. Yeah. Come down and fight him. Because that seems to be the new thing that happens where everybody is wanting to become champ champ or they want to just jump divisions and really test themselves. Um, and Figueredo is one of those guys like that power might translate. Like he's, yeah. he's a big, he's a big 20, like what he did to Joseph Benavides. That just, yeah, seemed, I know it just seemed like J Ben's did not belong in there. And there was like every punch that he connected with it just straight heat. So uh, dude, what if he's a knockout artist, right? What if he, what if Garbrandt comes down there and he knocks out Garbrandt? right? Just clean, like just clean knockout. And then he starts building a name like with some of the 35ers, 35ers that are jumping back and forth. You got Dodson that might come back down to 25, you know, and he's, he's always been like, we've always said he's, he's incredibly athletic, but he just, for whatever reason, can't win the fights. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I would hope that the 125 pound division has some life soon. I, I would, I would hate to see it like go by the wayside, especially considering the women's side of the win 25, arguably that, that champion Valentina Shevchenko is arguably the greatest flyweight in the world. Not just men, not just women, but both. Like she is arguably the greatest flyweight in the world. Like, so remember when people used to make the, the Rhonda comparison, like, Oh, Rhonda could fight, you know, she could possibly beat guys in her. No, she yeah. not. I, yeah. Yeah, but Shevchenko. Yes, I'm like that'd be a good fight with with a lot of the guys in top in the top 25 or the top 10 of uh, 125. Yeah, because I mean this, she's so good. Yeah, if you think about the skill level that's involved to be the champion, right? Like, there's nobody that's close to her skill level, like anywhere. I mean, on the ground, Maya might be that girl on the ground. Although I will say this, there's a very, but I think she fights at 115. Amanda Hibas. Yeah, Amanda Hebus is really good too. Amanda Hebus, she's that next generation of fighter whose father happened to be a, a you know a black belt in jujitsu, also a Muay Thai coach, you know. So like she grew up in that environment, and she's still really really young. Remember when everybody was getting so excited about uh, Rory McDonald when he first came up? Yeah, and he submitted a uh, Guyman Joker, Joker the Guyman, what Guyman Joker, whatever the hell his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he submitted and people were like, he was what, 17, 18 when he did that. And they he's were, young. yeah. And they were saying he's been training since he's 11 or 12. And so it's in his DNA. But now you think about it, like people have been training younger and younger. And Amanda Hebos is one of those products that now she's been cross training from the age of four. So what is that going to, she's 22, man. And her last, like she's, she looks really good in her fights, man. Really, she good. is twenty-seven. I was way off, but still, she's twenty-seven. <clears throat> you had the first number right. Yeah, I had the two, <laughs> but yeah, she is incredibly gifted, and she could, she could. Where's she fighting at? One fifteen, one twenty-six, one twenty-six. So, 
she could be on a short run at uh at against Valentina, and that's a fight that I would be very interested in. Yeah, uh, I I'd see that. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a. It's either going to be the Valentina is still in her prime, or it's going to be the uh, the young lion that takes her out. Yeah, but just the <clears throat> the discrepancy in talent between Valentina and the rest of the division. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's ridiculous. It's almost, I don't know, it's almost unfair. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> they're just they're just feeding her. Speaking of unfair, you see Gordon Ryan move to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah, man, good for him. That, that house yeah. looks sick, dude. Yeah, hopefully he's he's talking about how now like he is going to have even more time to train and all. He said it's everyone else is even more fucked than they were. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was saying he was on lockdown and stuff. It, that was, ah, what, what, what match did I, I watched Lucas Barbosa fight the other day and he dominated somebody. I can't remember who he dominated. <clears throat> and I just kept thinking to myself, like he dominated this guy and then Gordon dominated him. I'm like, there's <laughs> levels to this. And Gordon is yeah. like that top, top tier. Gordon doesn't just win. Like, he wins really decisively. Oh man, when he was uh, in ADCC, when he was going against Buchecha, remember that? And he set up Buchecha with that sweep. Yeah. Oh, dude, he isolated the arm. I don't even know what it's called, but he ended up sweeping him from there. And I was like, he got the butterfly hooks in. I was like, Where he Whoa! locks that shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I get caught in that all the time too, but, <laughs> but I'm not Buchecha, so. I'm more like Boo Boo Checha. That's what I am. Yeah. Um, he, he's in 2020 alone. I mean, Barboza's been really busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, he just recently beat Oliver Taza, William Tackett, Leandro Lowe. Yeah. It's, uh, Rafael Lovato, he armbarred him. That was crazy. Yeah. Or he armbarred Roberto Jimenez, but I feel like those guys are much smaller than him. Yeah. Yeah, Roberto Jimenez is really, I heard he's about 165 pounds or something. Somewhere yeah, between 165 and 185. I'm going to see Paulo Meow on this list. Yeah. Oh, you know who? Uh, you know who's going against uh, Young Cobra? Um, Gio. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Do you know if it's a, I'm guessing it's Nogi. It, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. I've never seen Gio and a I know. I th- I thought about that for a second. I'm like, wait, why would I? What a dumb question. But uh, stupid. That's intriguing, man. That's pretty good. Kennedy's really good too. Yeah, he's he's really coming into his own. Yeah. And Remember- then what about um? What's his name? The the prodigy out of fucking the black belt killer. Yeah. It's, From uh the blue room. Enzo, uh, I can't. No, 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 no. Donahue? Um, no, no, no. He's out on the West Coast. Um, Tane and Delpra? Brothers. Yes. Tane and Delpra. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he's, he's the one that submitted Bill Cooper, right? Yes, when he was a blue belt. Yeah, yeah. I think he is now a brown belt. I, he just, I think he just got his brown belt. I think you might be right. But yeah, he's, he's a stud too, man. And then there's the, uh, is, there's the young Mike. Is he the one that looks like the young Mayow? No. He he's Tane and is thick. Who is the young Meow? Like they, I can't think of his name. Young Meow, he looks like a Meow brother. Mm, it's definitely not him. Yeah, I don't think I figured out, and I don't even want to look it up. So if you guys know that answer, go ahead and at me <laughs> at Oshkosh. Um, oh no, Tane and got his black belt recently. Oh wow, he got it when he just won. That's right. Okay. Who, yeah, so he just got it in October. So this guy, because he won the pans. Costa BJJ is who is, is where I'm thinking. Art of Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know why I could not think of that school. AOJ. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Paula Costa Bohachina. Oh, it's just a Bohachina flow. Whoa! Look, there's some uh, there's some Paulo Costa videos in uh, at the American Nationals. What are we looking up? Sorry. Uh, I was looking up uh, who. The Costa BJJ black belt is that looks like uh, the Meow brother. I can't think of who it is. 
but there's a lot of young prodigies that are out there. There's a guy named, did I ever tell you about the Michael uh, Galvao? Yeah. 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 Like he's sensational, man. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in a while, but I still remember like watching him just like destroy people at the age of 13. It was like Evan. You remember when Evan was destroying us? Yeah. And we were like, the, the adult the killer. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, yeah. The breaker of men is what we called them. Yeah. But it was very similar to that, but it's, it's just levels to this man levels to this and the amount of training that they do. I actually asked his coach, I said, uh, I said, how long are you guys, how long has he been, tra- how long does he train? He goes, Oh dude, we, we get in at least like four to five hours a day. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and like yeah, Michael Galvao's 17. Yeah. Now he is man. But it's uh, it's incredible. It's gonna we're gonna see him move up the rankings pretty quick. And of course, the two brothers, the Ruotolo brothers, yeah, Ty and Cade. Mm-hmm. I love watching them fight too, man. I love watching them fight each other. Because yeah, then you have a uh, Nikki. Yeah, of course. Ryan. Yeah, and then you got Nikki. Just a bunch of young bloods coming in for. Her. They're all coming in. Yeah, and they're all guys that have been training probably since they were three, four. Yeah, and they've always had it around them too. You like, know? no, they didn't just get into training. Like, yeah. they've always, it's in their blood at that point. Oh, and it, at that point, it's like a natural love for it too. You're like, it, this is, this is fun to me. This is hobby. Like, I have fun here. I have hob, like, this is fun to me. So they, they end up staying in there a lot longer as opposed to being forced into the situation. They're just seeing that everybody else around them loves it and they soak it up too. And they love it also. And then they get into <laughs> this. Is- Back to MMA. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to MMA. I'm looking at this headline. The PFL is ecstatic about signing the Tom Brady of MMA to his roster, Fabricio Verdum. I saw that, dude. We're really going to call Fabricio Verdum the MMA heavyweight goat? Really? Yeah. yeah. Get, get out of here. I mean, if we're talking about who he has beat, then we can. I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kane, he got Fader. Yeah, just by that alone, just by that alone, you go, yeah, probably. But then you look at the rest of his career, and you look at about what he's been up to recently. He actually, he's he's won his last fight, right? Did he lose to Volkov? No, he said. I don't remember. I think I think he beat Volkov. Did he submit him? Did he heel hook him? No, I'm thinking of the Joker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was with Calvin Gastelum, right? Yeah, he. He heel hooked him. Fabrizio Verdum, he last fought uh, Gustafson. He beat Gustafson. He submitted him. He lost two in a row, one to Volkov via punch, and Alexi Olenek decisioned him, and then he beat Gustafson when Gustafson tried stepping up to heavyweight. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if we're to- talking GOAT, it's got to be Stipe. It's got to be. He defended the title the most times too, you know, and, uh, and then if won it again. Yeah. And then he ended up knocking out Verdum. Yeah. He put him cold in Brazil. Wasn't that in Brazil or was that in Ohio? That was Ohio, right? I think it was Cleveland. Yeah. Cause I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then what do we have to come up next? I mean, we talked about Khabib. We talked about the vacuum that when he left, what it did to the lightweight division. I mean, we what do we have upcoming? Let's take a look. UFC upcoming. I mean, I, I don't think there's any big fights outside of like January's card. There is. That are kind of. There is. A yeah, December nothing set card. up. They're kind of just probably taking oh, what's in go. December. Here is the next one, right? Next week, it is Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. Okay. Which is that a pay per view? No, 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 free card. Okay, I was gonna say. Then you got Hanato Moicano at lightweight. <gasps> if Moicano wins, there's an argument for him oh. sitting in the top ten too. December nineteenth. Yes, that is a good card. Yes, yes. You have Hamzat versus Leon Edwards. Mm-hmm. Jeff Neal versus Stephen Thompson. Oh. oh. But you're 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 also missing the Jack Hermanson versus Kevin Wineland, or a Jack Hermanson Kevin Holland fight. Oh, is that Kevin Wineland? What do you? <laughs> but I mean, like December nineteenth, two fifty. That's a good card. We have Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo versus Marlon Vera. Then we have Rob Font versus Marlon Marais. Damn. Oh yeah. They're really stacking this one, dude. 
Is this a, this is a fight night? This is not a pay per view either. You know why, right? That might that? be the last card of the year. So they're just Duran wins on it versus Antonio Braganieto. Oh my god, Win's gonna get smashed. Nah, <sighs> I like Win, man. I like Win, but he does not belong in that division. He's he's <sighs> he's probably an inch taller than me. Yeah, I mean he's not a one eighty fiver. He would be me if I decided to fight MMA. <laughs> which I should not ever consider that, nor would I ever fight at 185 pounds. <clears throat> I mean, and then shit in a, dis- they're starting January off strong. Well, the first January's yeah. The first card is, uh, is the big, the big card, right? There's a, no, who is it? Holloway cater. Oh yeah. That's huge. That's a huge fight. That's January 16th. Yeah. No, well, it's not the big card. Oh yeah. 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 The next one's a big card. The next one's a big card. Then there's a card on, on the January 30th too. Which it says TBA, yeah. but are there any other fights announced? I mean, Matt Brown, Carlos Condit, Kelvin versus Ian Heinich. Wow. Oh, they're coming out um, hot, dude. Yeah, I mean, this will be this will be a good card. What if, fight night? I mean, shit, it's free. I mean, I feel like we we gotta talk about them just because we we brought it up. But how about Cosmot, dude? Hamzat yeah. Shmaev. What if he's getting a title shot if he beats Leon, right? I don't know if he'll get a title shot, but that's pretty. I mean, I mean, that's the, that's the number two, number two guy that you just took out. Yeah, like you, you have to give him a title shot from there. Possibly. I mean, he. I mean, who do you have in the welterweight title picture? You have Kamaru as champ. You got Kamaru. Then you got Gilbert Burns who's fighting Kamaru, and then you got Leon Edwards, and then or you, you got, got Colby. Yeah, you got Kobe number three, and then you got uh, Jorge number four. So you either go with a rematch or you got to go with the fresh guy. And well, Hamzat, if he beats Leon, we're talking about like Conor McGregor type hype. You know, yeah. like and that's a vi- him versus Usman is a very sellable fight. And yeah, I'm saying I'm saying yeah, I'm saying Usman because I'm assuming he's going to get past. I'm, oh, you see what I did there? I'm mm-hmm. Usman Sum. It doesn't work anymore, but I'm no, assuming, yeah, that he gets past Gilbert Burns, even though Gilbert Burns is tough, man. I don't know if he's championship, although he has gone five rounds a few times and is dominated in those five rounds. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It could be interesting, but I think Usman Usman's too good. But then you get Leon versus or not Leon. Then you get U- Usman versus Hamzat. Yeah, I mean, we again. We haven't seen a lot out of Hamzat, but what we have seen is really impressive. So we're going to see it now against top level, uh, like not just Leon Edwards, the top level. Like we're talking about like upper echelon. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a, this, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, same here. I, I, I mean, Leon Edwards has been on a quiet tear other than his loss to Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This three piece. Yeah. At least yeah. he got fed these knuckles, but yeah. Yeah, Leon Edwards is only twenty nine too, so he's younger. No, but Leon Edwards is really, really good, man. Really good. He last, but I mean, he last fought in July of twenty nineteen, so it's it'll be a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, arguably, he almost lost to uh to my guy out of uh, uh out of uh what is it Iceland, Gunner Gunner yeah. Yeah, a lot of people thought Gunner won that. Then he beats Dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I didn't see beat, the fight. I don't remember it, but he beat Cowboy. You know, he beat Cowboy. He beat Cowboy, but uh, but yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, but if Hamzat wins, dude, that dude is getting a title shot. And you know what? If he gets a title shot, he's not going to stop there. He's going to get a title shot at eighty-five, or he's going to work his way to a title shot at eighty-five. Also, so it would be. It would be incredible for the fans. It would be incredible for Dana White, and it would be incredible for Hamzat. He, I feel like Hamzat's going to fill that void that Khabib is leaving. I hope so, man. Like I really, no, I'm hope not trying to say is, like yeah. all Russian, all Russian-based fighters. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that, but it's just like, well, you know, he is gonna. I, I see him making a move to the AKA, and just kind of following in that footstep. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, that's. But he's gonna be doing that in weight, cl- two different weight classes. 
I mean, assuming that he ends up getting clean or like, you know, has these clean fights that he's had in the past. But what if he just what if would it be weird to say, what if he goes in there, takes down Leon, dominates Leon and submits him and doesn't get like a single punch thrown? Are we still going to like pretend that he does not have goat up capabilities? Or are we going to go, yeah, let's feed this man anybody he wants? Well, it's kind of the same thing they did with. They're probably going to do the same thing with him that they did with Connor in the sense of like, there will be a question mark. If like he doesn't strike with anyone, there's always going to be a question mark of like, yeah, well, but you know, he can't yeah. strike with anyone. We like, don't know how he does against Connor. other wrestlers. Yeah. Look what he, look what happened when he went against a wrestler in Chad Mendez that we're talking about two weeks notice. Like just imagine if, if, uh, if Chad Mendez had a full camp. Yeah. It's that whole thing. I'm, I'm actually surprised. I, for some reason I thought, Hamzat, maybe that's just because I'm an asshole, was just some master of, was a master of combat and Sambo or something. Yeah, no, he's, he's not. No, he's, he's been, he's competed in judo and Sambo, but he's mm-hmm. just been wrestling his whole life. Yeah, since the age of four. Yeah. But, but you know where that comes from? I, we've talked about this before. It's that, it's the hair lip he has. Mm. I'm thinking yeah. he, he had to get into something pretty early and his parents probably said, you need to defend yourself. And so he goes in and he starts wrestling, falls in love with yeah. that, you know, and his wrestling, he, he was competing for Sweden too, which is, huh? I would have never, if you said a guy named Hamzat Shemaev, who was born in Chechnya and is a wrestler, where is he wrestling out of? Oh, Sweden. Yeah. How, but how good is, is Sweden's national wrestling though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Iler Letifi, was he? Swedish? I think he was. He he was Swedish by way of Iran. He wasn't good enough to wrestle for Iran, so I think he wrestled for Sweden. Uh, you are very wrong. Oh, well, that's nothing. He new. was born yeah. in Sweden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he wrestled for. It says he wrestled. He representing Sweden, but I don't know how much of that he did at like the international level. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean he's. We've seen Alir Latifi thinking that he's like the greatest wrestler. Ah, no. I, I saw that name and I immediately assumed he was a great wrestler. Yeah, but he's on a three fight losing streak. Yeah. He's a heavyweight <laughs> now, too. MMA. Yeah, anyways. So, um, but yeah, dude. So if Hamzat wins, Leon Edwards, that guy's getting a title shot, dude. What if Leon Edwards wins? Oh, then he's for sure getting a tough shot. But it's a it's a win lose situation for Hamzat. If he loses, yeah. it's like, oh well, yeah, of course he lost. He lost to the number three guy in the world. It'll be kind of like the same position that Sugar Sean's in, like hype. And if he loses, everyone's like, well, he was he wasn't that great anyways. Yeah. Well, or they go, oh well, yeah, he was still number three. Let's put him against somebody that somebody else. But I guess it, I guess it depends on how he loses. If he gets embarrassed, then we go, oh, yeah, never mind. Back to the back yeah. of the line. But if he uh if he at least is in there and he loses and it's five rounds and it's a split decision or something, then you could go, Oh yeah, this guy belongs. This guy belongs in the top three. He just now if he starches uh Hamza? Leon Edwards. Oh, if he starches yeah. Leon Edwards with something like un- like spectacular that we've never seen. Like coming. what he did to to Gerald Mershaw. Yeah, if he does that, oh my god, dude. Like we're we're gonna fall out of our chairs. Like like we're gonna think that this this rest guy who's been wrestling since five is a knockout artist. Yeah, I mean shit. And then he wants to compete in both divisions. Like that's the that's the crazy thing is Khabib was like, no, I'm a lightweight. I'm not yeah. gonna even though he walks but, around at like 190, he was like, this is my division, I stay here, I clean out division. Meanwhile, Hamza's like, uh yeah, I'll 170, 185, cool, cool, no big deal. All right, what what what's next, Dana? Dana White, what's which fight's next? Oh, I turned him Brazilian. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> You're going to upset someone on this I podcast. I know, I know. All three the one of them. listener. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, we just lost Dana White. Yeah. Uh, Dang yeah. it. Oh, but, sorry, Vince. Yeah. No, you're the one listener. <laughs> but uh, just imagine that, though. Like, he's going to, he, he'll fight at 170. He'll defend that belt. But then he'll move up to 180 again. And he'll fight somebody at 180. And if he gets, if he beats Leon, he's probably going to call out a top fiver in the 85-pound division, too. because. Who's going to tell him no? I mean, how crazy would that be if he just 
takes no damage and just destroys Leon Edwards. And then a month later, he's fighting somebody in the top five of 185. Oh, man. Like DOL. Yeah, DC said something along the lines of, uh, I think Ariel was asking him, Hamzat Shemaev, where is he at this time next year? And DC said, Ariel, Ariel, we're talking about the double champ. He's fighting for a title after he wins the 170 belt. He's fighting for an 85-pound title. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. If he doesn't already have it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that was shortly after he asked him, did you ask for Hamzat's autograph? (laughs) He said, come on, man. I'm Daniel Cormier. You think I asked him for his autograph? (laughs) Did you see what, uh, speaking of Ariel, did you see what uh, Till said to Ariel? About about, uh, Mike Perry? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Look... I've, I've said this before, but Darren Till strikes me as a man who has gone through a lot of therapy mm-hmm. because he's very open and honest about himself and he doesn't pull back any punches. He, he doesn't bullshit. He really doesn't. He'll fuck around yeah. and joke. But at the end of the day, like, he, oh, I really care for him. You know, Mike Patty hates me, but I just wanted to be there for him and fucking fight him in the back. You know, yeah. like he, he's really honest about that stuff. And, uh, I think Darren Till really does respect Mike Perry, but he, he also likes to get under his nerves. It's just Mike Perry doesn't know how to handle that. Yeah, Darren Till's just, just like, taking the piss. Just so funny, dude. He is so funny. Bro, that, uh, <laughs> that, that meme that he posted? I know. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, dude. I still think about that and laugh. Yeah, I know how much you liked it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So. So what do you say we wrap this up? Let's do it, man. It was a great podcast, man. I really, uh, you know, I enjoy doing these, even though it's been a few months since we last did it. But uh, whenever you want to, man, I'm here. I'm here. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Have a good one. You do the same. Have a good one, Vince. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. All right. Later. Take it easy. You too.